Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lindner. I'm, of course, joined by Caleb Arthur, and a quarter of the NFL season has officially come and gone, Caleb. It's crazy. After an offseason that felt like it was about 20 years long, the NFL season has just flown by. No longer uh, is it a 16-game season, but, you know, there's 18 weeks now, four kind of close enough, you know. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy to think that we're we're – getting close to a third done, you know, we got two more games and we're a third done, but I mean, it's been a pretty quick season so far. We've had some, you know, some upsets, some surprising team records, at least I'm not sure about performances, you know, uh, the the Falcons being two and two, the Seahawks being two and two, uh, both, I think surprises, at least when you look at them from a talent perspective, but we're here to break down week four, Caleb. We talked about the Bengals game uh, on Thursday night. There went over the dolphins and to his injury, the effects of that. Now we're going to go to Sunday uh, and we'll start across the pond, just as we started with the picks. We'll start with the reactions across the pond, Caleb. Uh, Kirk Cousins in what I guess is technically it was a primetime game. Um, I don't know if the NFL Network counts as primetime. That's kind of it, it really, I think, it's, you know, it's up to you to decide. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like it's not really primetime. But uh, Kirk Cousins and Andy Dalton in the battle of mid. Uh, the Vikings win 28 to 25. The Saints kind of blow it late. It was a really tight game and a pretty entertaining one at the end. Um, Justin Jefferson had 147 yards off 10 catches, but a rushing touchdown. Dalvin Cook once again didn't get much going. Caleb, I'm not sure if you would, you know, get up so early, uh, central time to watch this, but if you did, what'd you make of this matchup? Yeah, you know, honestly, this game was closer than I thought. And I think the biggest thing was the Vikings just couldn't get much going once they got to the red zone, just field goal after field goal. Um, and I think that's a big part of that is they just have not been able to get the rushing going a lot. Dalvin Cook, another pretty ordinary day. And I mean, I think before the season, we both had him as a top five receiver or top five running back or somewhere around there. So I think that they really need to try to get him going a little bit more for, for that purpose. But yeah. overall, I mean, Justin Jefferson was great. Adam Thielen had a good game. I mean, like I said, closer than I thought. But, you know, I, I got to give the Saints credit for that. They were just so beat up. I mean, I thought it was going to be a blowout. And they played pretty well. Andy Dalton played pretty well. So I'm going to give him credit for that has looked better than Jameis Winston has, has looked this year. So pretty, pretty nice game for the saints. I'm pretty encouraged, honestly, by what I saw, but mm-hmm. the Vikings are just simply the more talented team. Yeah. Do you think that after this performance, do you think new Orleans considers some kind of QB switch? Cause I mean, they technically are in the bottom five in terms of standings yeah. right now. Do you think they go with, they ride it out with Dalton for a little bit or are you, do you still trust in Jameis? I mean, I don't know. I think obviously you can't make a full switch off of one game, but I they'll probably have Jameis sit out until he's fully healthy, and then once he is fully healthy, we'll, we'll they'll probably just see how things are going at that point. Yeah, we could get the ultimate Andy Dalton revenge game in a couple of weeks when he plays the Bengals in New Orleans. But again, who knows if he's the QB by then? It could be Jameis, but. Now we'll get to the one o'clock games, Caleb. We'll start off with an upset that I picked and uh, you didn't. Atlanta beating Cleveland in Atlanta. Uh, They ran the ball a lot. The Falcons did. Uh, Mariota on the stat sheet, not great throwing the ball, but, you know, a win is a win. They grounded out. The defense was good. Jacoby Brissett did what what you would expect backup QB to do. Browns lost in a close one. Caleb Cleveland's now two and two. Um, we'll get to the Falcons in a second, but what about this game either encouraged or discouraged you from Cleveland heading up until when, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson comes back? I mean, I think we can all agree. This was the worst game they played this season. Yeah. Kobe was worst game. 
And as an Amari Cooper fantasy owner, he went missing. I mean, he had had a really, really good start to the season. I mean, he had overachieved expectations, and he just went missing. Yeah. And I think they will not being able to really get him involved. And he's obviously by far the best receiver they have. So if he's not cooking, they don't really have anything in that department. Obviously, their running back group is great, and it's going to do what it's going to do. But you just they just couldn't open up the passing game against the Falcons. And for the Falcons, I give them credit. I mean, they're 2-2. Two and two. Marcus Mariota didn't have a very good game, but they're just finding ways to get it done. I mean, if you would have told me Marcus Mariota's had a eh season and Kyle Pitts has had an underwhelming season, I, de- I never would have guessed they're 2-2. Two and two. So I got to give credit to them. They're the only team that's 4-0 against the spread this season. So, I mean, they're, they're getting it done. Yeah, they've been pretty good. I mean, you know, they're, they're keeping it close. Your boy, Arthur Smith, you know, the, the in-game coaching, who knows? Uh, but, you know, at, outside of that, he looks pretty good. I, I like, I'd liked, I've liked Mariota a lot so far this season. I thought he's played pretty well. Even uh, on this, you know, game, it, it really statistically didn't play great. He did a good job managing the game. Uh, they responded to the head coaching well. Kyle Pitts, obviously, I think you still want to get him a little bit more involved. But really, it was a nice, solid performance for the NFC South. Uh, team the Browns meanwhile I mean it's all right they do have their backup QB in like I think that I had them losing week one I in my my predictions I had them three and one after four games because I had them losing week one then winning the next three it just kind of is what it is at this point for them I mean two and two is fine I think you can once they got the news that Watson was out for 11 games I think you could have scratched playoffs pretty easily off the card yeah. so I don't think this is too crushing for them but you know, one team that oof, it was not a good showing on the quarterbacks uh, side of things. The Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz is uh, really not going through it. Cooper Rush is four and zero oh as a Cowboy starter, first uh, history, first QB in the history of Dallas to go four and zero oh as, uh, as a starter. Caleb, I mean, this was a bad Wentz performance. He turned it over a lot, had a lot of chances to tie the game. Rush played well again. What'd you make of this uh, NFC East tilt? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of this one, but. I mean, Cooper Rush is doing pretty good, and the Cowboys' defense is just looking really good as well. Micah Parsons has been a force again, and 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 you know we've talked about this. I think last week the Commanders just have a really poor offensive line that showed against the Eagles, showed again last week. Carson wins. He when he doesn't have uh, a lot of protection, he always feels the need to just try to make plays himself. And yeah. I can just turn you know, it just turns into some recklessness at times. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like this is a team that's not just not really that good. I think Ron Rivera is on the hot seat at this point. Oh, yeah, I agree. And 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 this clearly looks like the worst team in that division. So mm-hmm. I think I had the commanders winning six games. I don't even know if they'll get that. It's it's looking pretty tough right now. But credit to Dallas. They look mm-hmm. better than I thought. I mean, three and one after that terrible performance week one. And it's pretty good. Yeah, it was a solid performance from the Cowboys. I was very, I've been very impressed by Rush so far. He's done a good job as a game manager. Wentz again. I mean, my Carson Wentz agenda is just really thriving because even with that bad offensive line play, he's still a very poor quarterback. He turns it over a lot. He loses a lot of fumbles. He's just had a really, really rough stretch as the Commanders starter. So he should. I think he's going to get benched at some point this year. You might be looking at your boy Sam Howell season uh, later in the season. So. Who knows? Um, but I think right now you just can't look at Wentz and say he's a viable long-term option. On the upside, though, you know, there's two pretty good quarterbacks at the top of this upcoming class. So who knows? Maybe Washington tanks so hard they can, you know, get a get an Ohio State quarterback. I'm sure that'll go great. 
Uh, now we're going to go to the other NFC East or one of the other NFC East teams here. The Eagles at home going to four and zero, beating a solid Jacksonville team. 29, 21 Caleb after, uh, you know, my, this week, this, this week was really about my agendas because after a pretty rough three weeks for my Trevor Lawrence agenda, boy, oh boy, did he get back to turning the ball over? Like he couldn't believe couldn't hold on to the ball. He fumbled five times. He lost four of them through a bad red zone interception. Um, also, I think another thing to, to point out for Jacksonville was Travis Etienne. Where is he? They spent a first round pick yeah. on him last year. They're not giving him the ball a lot. Uh, he only had eight carries for 32 yards. Four yards carry isn't bad, but they just, he's not getting a lot of volume. The Eagles, meanwhile, after the first pick six, they ran the ball, just outwill Miles Sanders, 27 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Hurts threw it well, despite the fact he had that interception early. But I mean, Caleb, this was kind of the, the hardest team the Eagles are going to play for a while, which is kind of crazy to say that they got to play them at home. So, I mean, the important matchup with the Cardinals next week, but what'd you make of Philadelphia after this one? I, I don't know what to make of this game because I don't think the Jags are bad and the Eagles were down 14, nothing stormed all the way back. Looked mm-hmm. really nice in the second half, but at the same time, it's almost like the Jags turned it over how many times and the Eagles still only won by one possession. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, it's kind of weird. Cause I, the eye test tells me the Eagles look pretty good at least after the start of the game. But at the same time, with all the turnovers Jags had, probably want them to win by a little more. But I, I don't think the Jags are a bad team. And like you said, it's the best team they're going to play for a while. They just could not get the run game going. And obviously, Trevor wants all the fumbles in, in the bad weather. But Eagles, I mean, only undefeated team. They're just getting it done. They clearly have an identity. Jalen Hurts has made strides. They've got a lot of weapons, good roster. I mean, I, I think this is probably going to be the one seed in the NFC. Maybe yeah. that's – I don't know if that's more towards how good they are or how easy their schedule is, little both. But, I mean, they – I just – I so – I said this last week. It's really hard to find losses on that schedule. Um, yeah. So yeah. – uh, but the Jacks, I mean, the Jacks look good. I still think they, they have a chance to, to win that division. It looks kind of like a two-team race at this point there. But I, I'm pretty impressed with them. I mean – to stay in the game despite all those turnovers is, is pretty impressive on the road against a really good team. Yeah, um, he, he they look pretty good. And like you said, I think it's going to be a combination between, you know, them having an easy schedule, but also them the being a very talented team. I really like where Philadelphia is at this year. I read and see a lot about him as a 2-1-5-er myself. And they've gotten a lot of buzz, and I think that's deservedly so. They're coached very well. Nick Sirianni is doing a great job. The defense playing like one of the best units in all of football. Jalen Hurts not, you know, not being a negative has been really important. Miles Sanders even having a bounce back here and the receivers look even better. So, yeah, I think there's a really, really, really uh, realistic world where they're the one seed because really the hardest game they play from here on out, Packers at home. We've said this a hundred times. It's Packers at home. And I think we can both agree we'll get to this later, but the Packers look mighty fraudulent. So, I mean... It's, it's a really good walk for them. I think they might pick up a loss next week to Arizona. That just feels like a little bit of a trap game. They're feeling kind of comfortable. They're 4-0. They're going on the road against a team that is kind of starving for some wins. I mean, I know Arizona's not that great, but, I mean, dude, I'm just – I'm kind of – I'm grasping at straws to find a loss here because I know they're going to lose at some point, but it just doesn't yeah. look like they will. Um, Next game, oof. Well, speaking of the agendas, Detroit – you're letting me down because the Lions lost 48 to 45 in a barnstormer of mediocre that might actually not be that mediocre QBs. Geno Smith playing like an MVP. Jared Goff 
Hey, that's a thriving agenda. I said he wasn't that bad. He's playing pretty well so far this season. He threw a back-breaking pick six in the second half, but fought back for it. I mean, after talking up Detroit's defense a little bit on Saturday, Caleb, they've looked absolutely terrible in this game. I mean, do, do you still see a little bit of a breakout year for Detroit after this, or do you think this isn't really the year, year if they can't get their defensive issues fixed? I mean, it's hard to see them a playoff team with this defense. It's ranked 32nd in almost every category right now. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's it's amazing, the offense. I mean, 45 points without Amon Ross St. Brown, without DJ Chark, and without DeAndre Swift. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huge game from Jamal Williams and TJ Hawkinson. This is one of those teams, I mean, this is a discussion for a later time, but I think I'm, the offensive coordinator is probably going to get a head coaching job. Yep, that, that, actually, that concerns me a little bit because yeah. I don't think, they, I mean, I don't think Jared Goff's the kind of quarterback that can totally overcome that. I think it's a lot of what he's doing. Um, so that, that can turn me for the future. But, I mean, yeah, I, I just don't really see them being a playoff team with this defense. So the Seahawks, though, 2-2. Two and two. I mean, I thought they were going to be abysmal this year. And while their mm-hmm. defense isn't looking too good, offense is better than I thought. So yeah. they're a team to watch. I still definitely don't think they have any chance of making the playoffs. But they're going to knock a few teams off. So, Overall, yeah. this was a crazy game. Detroit is just so entertaining to watch, win or lose. Um, you should you should watch Detroit games. I know they're not on TV very much, but you should try. But, yeah, yeah I mean, overall, great game. And uh, I'm impressed by the Seahawks. I got to give them credit. I agree. They, they've been a pleasant surprise for me so far this year. Um, I, I, I agree. I kind of thought they were also going to be dead in the water. But, you know, they're they're a weird Falcons loss away from me in three and one right now. And yeah. you look at their schedule. They go to New Orleans next week. They're having they're struggling. You never know. Geno Smith could cook again. Maybe he's just really, really good indoors or something. Uh Cardinals the week after at home. There's a reality where they can split with them. Chargers on the road, probably not winning that, but they get to play the Giants at home, which could be a win. They get to play the Raiders at home. That could be a win later on in the season. Uh they get to play the Panthers at home, could be a win. Jets, Jets at home could be a win. I mean, you're looking at a team that might actually end up scraping six or seven games if Geno Smith keeps playing like this. But I, I want to circle back to what you said about uh, the Lions offensive coordinator. I had to Google who he was before this. I episode. did too, yeah. His but name is Benjamin tough. David Johnson, and they just promoted him this year. And, man, he looks like a genius. Caleb, if he can squeeze 45 points out of this offense with not with the, basically their top two weapons out and a quarterback who many agree is kind of about average at best in the NFL – then he's you like like you said he's really looking at a head coaching job pretty soon. Who knows? Could it be anywhere? It could be you know Washington. It, you just yeah. never know. But I mean, he's looking really really good so far. I think he's going to be a nice hire. So if I don't know what the odds are on the, you know the first head coach hired, but he's probably got some underdog uh, potential right now. So you know maybe throw five bucks on that. But uh, yeah, it's just really it was tough because I still think Detroit could really make the playoffs, but they gotta fix their defensive issues. They really do. And the Cowboys suddenly being good with the backup QB is definitely not helping. Um, but listen, the Lions go into Foxborough next week. They play a New England team that's usually very good at home. However, you know Mac Jones is probably still going to be out. Bailey, like maybe Brian Hoyer's out. Maybe Bailey Zappi's playing. But this is that's the kind of win the Lions are going to need to have if they want to make a seven seed run, especially as next week at the Patriots, they could really prove that they're here to stay if they can win on the road in Foxborough. So yeah, so far impressed with the Seahawks. Lions is still holding out hope, but you never know. Caleb, we're going to get to your team now. The Titans beat the Colts 24-17 in a divisional matchup. You picked the Colts. I picked the Titans. Does this suddenly spark you with optimism about an AFC South run, or are you still a little pessimistic about the Titans' chances? 
I mean, naturally in the AFC South, like I mentioned earlier with the Jags, I think it's a two-team race mm-hmm. between the Jags and the Titans at this point. And they they could win that race for sure. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen a team like this. So they they have scored the last two weeks. Uh, they have scored 24 points in the first half, zero points in the second half. Because they, they did that against the Raiders and the Colts. Don't really know what's going on there. Here's another stat. The Titans this season, four weeks, four weeks through, do not have not scored a single point in the second half yet, in a second wow. half yet. They, they don't have a second half point yet this season. Wow. I don't really know why that is because their offense has looked, minus the Bills game, really good in the first half and then just dies in the second half. So they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to win games against good teams, not scoring any points in the second half. But, uh, I mean, at least for this game, Ryan Tannehill probably had his best game. Derrick Henley looked really good. Um, Robert Woods is starting to come alive, which is really important for them. So I, I'm pretty impressed with the Titans and then the Colts. I don't know. I, I don't like to brag. I don't like to be a hater. I'm going to be on my hater arc here. I was hearing constantly Jonathan Taylor's a generational. Yeah. I, I'm not seeing generational right here. I think he's a little missing in action. Yeah, but, I mean, then again, like I said, he's just not having the best time. But then, I mean, for, for Matt Ryan, again, fumble issue kind of prevails another pick. He just kind of looks washed. Uh, Michael Pittman's not been able to get involved probably as much as they want. And then uh, Mo Cox was pretty much all they had going on the offensive end. So, yeah. not, I mean, that's a little, a little rough there. They got a lucky win against the Chiefs. And I'm totally fine calling it lucky because it took multiple special team disasters by mm-hmm. Kansas City for them to lose that game. I don't know. I'm looking. I don't see a whole lot of wins. And I think Frank Wright and at this point, even Chris Ballard reports came out today. Both of them are uh, in some danger here. So I'm, I'm, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm concerned about what I'm seeing right now. And then the Titans. I mean, they just, they find ways to win. They're not a Super Bowl contender or anything, but they're going to find ways to win. Yeah, uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said about the Colts. I mean, I ranked JT first in our running back ranks. As and that's what you get. Yeah, that's shameful. Yeah, I think this is just a lot of karma heading my way, unfortunately. But um, yeah, he hasn't looked great. Really, he hasn't looked great. I mean, to be fair, Caleb, I'm not sure if you can put Derrick Henry second, or at least first right now. I no, I, yeah. No, I, I would not put him for this right now. I'd probably go Nick Chubb. Right yeah, now. I was going to say, I despise the Browns with every fiber of my body, but Nick Chubb has looked really good so far this year. Also, my DeAndre Swift top 10, not looking bad, except he can't yeah. be healthy. But he had a pretty good week one and two. But yeah, I mean, the Titans, they played pretty well. Again, first half, they look great. Second half, they hold on for dear life. That's kind of just the way they do it. It's just the way it goes for them. Um, the defense looks, looks really solid. Again, that could be a combination of the Colts also just not being that good on offense. Uh, but yeah, the, the defense looked pretty solid. Tannehill managed the game. I still think this is going to be Malik Willis's team next year, but Tannehill managed yeah. the game. He did what he had to do. Uh, Derek Henry did what he had to do. Again, it was a did what he had to do kind of thing. Going on the road and beating kind of, I think your preseason division rival is pretty hard. Uh, Titans, meanwhile, schedule guy Luke back here. They got the commanders next week where they should really win. Again, like they, 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 if they want to win the division, they have to win games like that. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, and then after a bye, they have an early bye, which is weird. Uh, they have to yeah, play the Colts again. So you could, I think you could realistically put the Colts to bed in the next three weeks. Like you could 
firmly erase them from the divisional race if they beat them twice, which is very possible. Then they have to go play the Texans on the road, the Chiefs on the road, the Broncos at home, Packers on the road, Bengals at home, Eagles on the road. Oh, yeah, it gets a little first, tough there. Yeah, they get another first Jacksonville game. So that's a pretty brutal stretch for them. They're just going to have to stay positive and hang on, Caleb, because they they might steal one or two games there, but that's going to be a rough stretch for them, especially they're going to have to rely on Derrick Henry staying healthy. But, hey, Mike Vrabel masterclass once again. Speaking of masterclass, uh, this Bears and the Giants game was literally anything but. This was ugly. It was Big Ten football in the NFL. The Giants were even running wildcat in the second half because both of their QBs got hurt. But Daniel Jones is injured once again. Tyra Taylor has a concussion. We have no idea about either of their uh, status statuses. Stat I. Uh, it's probably statuses for next week. Um, but, I mean, Caleb, still, the Giants hold on to, uh, 20 to 12. Bears didn't look great. All of a sudden, the Giants are three and one. Are you, are you rethinking, you know, your Giants predictions? Do you still think they missed the playoffs? I, I mean, I think the Bears are pretty finished. What did you make of this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I still think the Giants missed the playoffs, but you have to give them credit. I mean, three and one feels good. I don't know about you, but yeah. it just feels yeah. like there's a big, even though it's only a one game difference, just three and one feels a lot better than two and two. Oh yeah. So oh, I yeah. think that um, you got you got. I mean. Better start than most expected from them. But the Bears, I don't even know how to judge the Bears because it's like I Justin Fields does not look very good, but at the same time, I don't know how much of that's him, how much of it is their lack of offensive weapons mm-hmm. and lack of O-line. So I don't even know really how to analyze the Bears at this point. It's just for the fact that I'm just going to pin it down as their offense is just not good. Um, and then, then their defense, you know, whatever. It's pretty good, but the Giants were able to do enough. Daniel Jones, when he was in there, it was all right. Another big game from Saquon Barkley. I mean, he if he can stay healthy, he he shows that he is one of the best when, when he's healthy. So if he, if he can stay healthy and they can keep running like that, I mean, the Giants are going to be able to control the clock, pick up some wins. But I still don't think they're a playoff team. And the Bears, you know, nice win, a lucky win over the 49ers week one. Nice win against the Texans, but... I am still confident in my thoughts before the season that they're one of the worst teams. Oh yeah. I fully agree. I mean, I have the bears and the Texans 31 and 32 in my power rankings right now. I mean, I, before the season, I said the bears win three games. They're going to win more than that. I mean, yeah. are they probably like they'll probably split with the trade. I mean, they, and they'll, then they'll like, you know, they'll still see the game. So they'll probably win more than three games, but um, still, like you said, Fields hasn't looked great. I mean, they're not really letting him throw the ball, which I guess you could say yeah. either they're not letting him throw the ball or he can't throw the ball. It's kind of yeah. Like, that's that's the thing. I don't know. That's why I was saying I don't know. It's Especially with the like coaching staff, it's kind of weird. Dave Montgomery's hurt. Like that was kind of their best offensive weapon. He's hurt. Yeah. But I mean, it's weird. They have a divisional game next week against the Vikings. Maybe they could bounce back. Those games are always kind of weirdly close. But on the road, it might be tough. But yeah, I'm going to talk about the Giants a little bit. Like you said, I think three and one is just miles better to look at than two and two, especially with the stretch they've got coming up. Packers and then the Ravens. They're uh, they're more than five point underdogs in both of those games. Uh, the Packers game is in London, so you never know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to pop some perks on the plane and won't be the same guy. But I mean, after that, they get to play uh, some some last place teams. I mean, last place eh. Jacksonville. If they get to play Jacksonville in a row, that might be hard. But then they get to play Seahawks, Texans, Lions three weeks in a row, and they got to go to the Cowboys. But then they get to play the Commanders, who aren't great. So, really, I, this Giants team could be looking at you know six, seven wins, which is pretty solid for them. I think I'm way better than I was expecting. It's going to depend on the health of uh, one Daniel Ten Cent Coins because you know if he's hurt. 
Tyrod Taylor is fine, but also gets hurt all the time. So I'd rather not see Saquon Barkley running wildcat for a whole game, but you know, if you got to do what you got to do sometimes, but yeah, so the giants looks good, uh, but their crosstown rivals looked even better. The New York jets going on the road. Kenny Pickett's debut for the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. Caleb, the Zach Wilson agenda thriving lives on. He caught a touchdown and he did the gritty. This man is a menace. what did you think about this jet Steelers game? This was a weird game because, okay, let's just start with the Jets with Zach Wilson. Stat sheet shows he did pretty bad, but he had a really good fourth quarter. So eye I'll test, Caleb. It's all about the eye test. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Really good yeah. fourth quarter. And I think we're seeing it um, just pretty – we're seeing the weapons. I think one thing, a little bit biased here maybe, that I like to see, it seems like at least this week um, – Brees Hall had double the carries of Michael Carter. Yep. So it seems like he's kind of cemented himself as the running back one. Kind of paid off. He did have the game-winning touchdown, so that's pretty good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, the, the defense did pretty good. I mean, it was weird because both Trubisky and Pickett played in the game. Pickett was efficient, looked good, looked pretty good as a running two, as a runner two. But three picks is just, I mean, that's rough. But I'm not going to criticized too much in your first ever NFL start. So overall, this was a pretty, you know, ugly game at times, which is kind of what I expected. But the Jets have shown life. They're showing life. They're showing some sparks in their offensive weapons and their defense is having its moments too. So mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about my my pick. I, I think I had the Jets going seven and ten. Yeah. I think that's possible. I look at their schedule and there's there's some winnable games in there. No, and yeah, the Steelers though Steelers are dead by the way. Steelers oh, are yeah. done. They're finished. And then, but like they're finished, but I'll get to that in a second. Cause I was, I was predicting out the rest of the schedule and you know, like they might, they're not, they're not just yet, but jets, they looked good. I mean, they basically, they play the entire AFC North in the first four weeks. Of the, uh, of the Yeah. Season. That's weird to go two and two against that division. I think is very respectable, yeah. especially with both your wins coming on the road. That's good stuff. Their defense looked really strong. Zach Wilson, like you said, the, the snatch sheet, meh, but the eye test, man. How about the eye test with him? Uh, he looked, he looked pretty good in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was game managing very well. You letting those weapons do most of the talking. Like you said, Brees Hall looked like he's RB1, looked pretty good. Pickett, on the other hand, you know, I mean, the running's there. I just don't – I'm sorry. I just do not – I do not see this guy's ceiling. Like, I watched – Yeah, good, no, it, it, you don't see the special. Like, I just don't see what makes him worthy of a first-round pick. Like, what makes him – how much better than Trubisky can he really be? That's just my biggest quit. Like, and this guy's supposed to be the franchise QB. I just, ah, oh my gosh, I just have so many doubts. Like, there's just nothing he does super, super well, which is just weird. Um, but, I mean, yeah, back on the Jets, though, schedule-wise, like you said, it's winnable. I mean, they got two right now. They play the Dolphins at home next week. Two is not playing. They could realistically win that game. Miami's three-point favorite on the road, which is weird. I'd take the Jets, and that's just a cover. Because being a three-point favorite on the road with your backup QB is strange. Uh, they got to go on, uh, then the jets have to travel. Uh, they got to play the Packers and the Broncos back to back weeks, but you know, they never know. They could steal something against Denver. Get to play the Patriots at home. They could win that Patriots don't look that good. Uh, they get to play the bears at home. Could be a win, you know, lions at home. I love the lions. You never know. That could really go either way. Jags at home. You never know. Could go either way. That's a Thursday game. Seahawks on the road could go either way. So really, I think this jets team could realistically scrape up to 20, not 20 to seven wins. 20. That's a lot of wins. If it's 20, uh, now onto the Steelers, Caleb. When you initially look at their next games, you think, man, this team is so finished because they play. I know. The that's why their schedule is just, it gets tough. It's just brutal. That was their easy stretch. They play the Bills on the road. Uh, 14 point underdogs in that one. Hell yeah. Week five. Those lines are getting bigger and bigger. 
they're six and a half point underdogs to the Bucks at home. Uh, then they have to play the Dolphins on a Sunday night football, the Eagles on the road. Then they play the Saints at home, the Bengals at home, Colts on the road, Falcons on the road. So, see, Caleb, I was predicting it out. I think they lose to the Bills. However, I think they could very realistically beat the Buccaneers at home. This, that's just possible. It depends me. on the health, I, I think, of the receivers at that point. That just strikes me as the perfect Mike Tomlin like trap game. Like, it's at one o'clock on a Sunday against a team that's had an identity crisis. That, that probably is going to be coming off a very easy divisional win, kind of just being like, all right, cool. We thought we were screwed, but we just beat up on the Falcons, big whoop. And now we're, you know, in good shape. I just, I could totally see Tomlin winning that game. Dolphins on the road. Is Tua back yet? Who knows? And if he's not, they could very realistically win that game. Eagles on the road, they're probably going to lose. Saints at home, you never know. Bengals at home, they're going to get cooked. I really hope they get cooked. Colts on the road, Ryan hasn't looked great. Falcons on the road, it's the Falcons. You know, they always split. They literally always split with the Ravens and the the Browns. They just do every year. It doesn't matter how bad their team is. They will split with both. They could do that. Uh, Panthers on on the road. Like, again, they could win that game. Raiders at home, they could win that game. So initially you're like, all right, they're finished. But you look at their schedule some more, Caleb. They could they could really win seven games. Like, it's just so weird that. Yeah, no, they could. But, I mean, that's not. Really win seven or eight games. They'll tie. They'll probably, you know what, they'll probably tie the Bucks and end up going 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and Because that's just what they do. Yeah. That's yeah. just what Mike Tomlin does. He doesn't go under 500. It's wild. Uh, so they're, they're in a weird predicament long term. But, again, I'm going to believe it when I see it if they go under 500. Because, man. It's it's so hard to say that they won't. Uh, now we're going to get to second to last one o'clock game. Bills at Ravens, another AFC North team. Ravens, not great. They blew a big lead. Bills came back. Caleb, are you more confident in Buffalo or less confident in Baltimore after this game? Uh, I'm a little bit less confident in both, I think. Um, I just, I mean, I don't know. The Bills, they started out slow. A little bit concerning with what I'm seeing. Although they did pick it up in the second half. And then the Ravens, I mean, they're just they're blowing leads. They did it against the Dolphins and they did it against the Bills last week. There's there's some concern there. Again, I saw the end of that game. I'm usually a go for a guy. Yeah. But I think yeah. um that that fourth one was fourth and goal of the two. Yeah, that was weird. You you have when it was tied 2020. When you're in that situation, chip shot field goal, and that field goal gives you the lead at the end of the game. Even as a go for it, go for it kind of guy, you have to just kick the field goal there. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was some questionable calling um, from a, from a staff I usually really like. And then Lamar Jackson, overall pretty good. He still had been great this season, but he did have some mistakes there in the second half. It really cost him. Uh, and then, so like I said, I didn't love the performance from either team. I think they both uh, kind of showed the flaws that they do have. Bill's offense is, like I said, just not been exactly as good as I thought it was going to be after the great first two weeks it had. But I, yeah. I, I still think they're a really good team. And the Ravens, again, I still, I don't know. I think it's between them and Bengals for the division. I don't know. I think both Bengals and Ravens still get in the playoffs. So, yeah, a little bit concerning. Not not either team's best game, but I'm still confident they're both good teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, um, I agree. I think both these teams are still looking like playoff teams. I mean, the Ravens, you know, a little dodgy. The Bills, yeah. like, like this is just this game literally killed my confidence for both these teams. Like, good on the Bills for yeah. coming back. They shouldn't have been in that hole in the first place if they if they're really as good as people say they are. Uh, like again, I think the kick you probably should have kicked it, but I do think Harbaugh is getting a little too much flack because I can really I can see his reasoning. 
our defense hasn't gotten a stop all second half. If we kick this field goal, yeah, I have no right. reason to expect that Allen will just go right down the field and win the game anyway. We might as well force him to go 99 and score and force him to go like 70 and like make him go 99 yards, kick a field goal to win rather than go 40 yards, kick a field goal and tie. That's just, that was kind of his logic. I don't know why he threw the ball. That was weird. I wouldn't have done that. I would have run it, but I mean, you know, I, I'm not an NFL coach for a reason, so he does what he does, but I still don't feel great about either of these teams. The bills did not bounce back in the way I thought they would after a weird loss. But, you know, they have to play the Steelers next week, and they should really win that game. 14-point favorites, wild. Then they get to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That should be a real good barometer game to see where they're at. Baltimore, meanwhile, Bengals on Sunday Night Football. Caleb, that's a massive game. I cannot understand that game enough because the loser of that game, the loser of that game drops to two and three. And that's kind of all just there's, there's, I think there's a little, you know, confidence hit that comes from being under 500 after five weeks. And losing yeah. to a division rival mm-hmm. in prime time. So that should be a real interesting game for that divisional race because, you know, you never I, – I had the Bengals losing that game preseason, but I also did not have them 2-2 two and two before that game. I had them 3-1. and one. So uh, we'll see. But, you know, both these teams not feeling great, not feeling terrible. Speaking of not great, not terrible, the Chargers kind of had the quietest, almost big-blown lead to a bad team ever. They beat the Texans 34-24, but nearly choked it. Uh, Davis Mills' season was alive and thriving for about 17 minutes of game time before he threw another back-breaking interception. Uh, Herbert looked good on the stat sheet again, still almost lost the game. Why does he do this? I don't know. Austin Eckler had a bounce back game though for, you know, those fantasy owners who truly cherish him, but Caleb Houston's now own three. I think people have talked about them either enough or not enough because I mean, they're last place in the league who can really expect that. But LA meanwhile, again, I don't know if they didn't really just fill me with confidence after this game, but do you, does your opinion change on them at all after this win? Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this game. Uh, the Chargers got out to a great start. Kind of looked like they were, might blow it there for a second, but they really entered right now, so I think it, it, when you're in their position, you're just happy with the W. Um, they're, they're still they're not some amazing team or anything like some people thought. Not gonna not gonna beat the Chiefs for that division, but they're they're, they're still definitely in the playoff hunt. Still have a good chance at that. And then the Texans. I mean, now they're the only winless team. I don't know. Davis Mills is really on and off. Uh, I mean, this is probably the worst team in the league. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I, I, I would not have, I this. I'm going to keep beating this horse. I would not have fired David Coley for this, but okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to be the worst team in the league anyway. So probably going to see Bryce Young in a Texans jersey next year. That'll probably, be interesting. Probably. But uh, yeah, they, I mean, they have some fight in them. They mm-hmm. do, but uh, still just, they just can't get it done in the end. Yeah, it's just, it was weird. I mean, like, I don't really have much to say about this game. I kind of already said it. They're not great. Davis Mills is developing, but really isn't the guy. So we'll probably see Bryce Young in a Texans jersey. Or, you know, Will Anderson. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that happening. He's Yeah, he's no, really I well. think. Yeah. So, Levy Smith might like him. Four o'clock games, though. Cards, Panthers, we'll start with this. Ugh, what a, uh, not a, ugh, just, oof, not, a lot of sound effects. A lot of sound effects needed because it was just was not the most fun game to watch. We had the battle of two uh, first overall picks who won the Heisman at Oklahoma, oddly specific. But, I mean, neither of these teams played great, Caleb. I got some takes about Kyler Murray I want to share, but I'll, I'll let you go first. What do you think about this matchup between a bird team and a cat team in, this, in the Queen City? 
Yeah, this game was tough. I did not really watch much of it, but I saw, you know, the Cardinals played well in the fourth quarter. They kind of pulled away a little bit at the end, so that's yeah. good. Something they need to do. I mean, I think the better team won here. Panthers, not a lot to say. Baker has, even as not a big Baker fan, he's struggled more than I thought. Mm-hmm. He's looked bad. He's he developed a problem where all of his passes are getting deflected. Yeah, and I think Rule's job is beyond saving at this point. Yeah, I agree. so I I don't think the Panthers are going to be a team that we're going to really be talking about much this season. I think they're kind of dead in the water. And then the Cardinals, you know, they're they're, they're winning games. They're going to be at least in the playoff hunt most of the season. I don't know if they'll get in or not, but uh, they you know DeAndre Hopkins is coming back, so mm-hmm. there's there's still you know flashes. The Cardinals are a pretty good team, but. Yeah. They're not. Uh, they're not a Super Bowl threat or anything. Yeah. Um. They're. They're. I mean, the Panthers just not great. But I. I was. I was a Baker Mayfield hater for a while. I kind of turned into an apologist of his this offseason because I didn't think he got treated very fairly, and I thought he would do pretty well in the Carolina. He's just not. That's just not happening. Maybe it's Ben McAdoo. Maybe it's Matt Rule. I mean, that's kind of like an all-time bad coaching staff to have behind you. Yeah. Right? This is just what I want to say about Kyler Murray. I know he's good. But they gave him a massive, massive extension. No, yeah. and are we sure he's ever going to be a top 10 guy in the league? No. I mean, like, I just borderline. Great. They're paying him so much money. And right now, Caleb, would you even put him in the – I mean, putting him in the top 12 almost feels like a stretch. I just – I don't see the ceiling with him. I mean, he still could be very good and very talented. But I, I don't know, Caleb. It's just so far – Maybe I'm overreacting. I know it's been four weeks. He had a really magical second half against the Raiders, but outside of that Raiders game, and outside of one half of football this year, he has just not filled me with confidence about the long-term direction of him, and they're paying him so much money. I just, I feel like they, I, I feel like maybe this is a little too harsh, but Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, I don't think it's crazy to say they have actually had kind of similar careers. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Murray's obviously been a little better, but they both had really encouraging rookie years and kind of disappointing after that. They've gone through a couple of head coaches. I don't think Murray's obviously not leaving anytime soon, but can you imagine if the Browns gave Baker that extension? People would be just flaming them, just like like yeah. crazy. And I feel like obviously people are getting on the Cardinals case of the Murray extension, but that's more about the homework clause and less about the actual dollar figure because I just, I don't, I'm not seeing it with him so far this season. Maybe he'll turn it around. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but so far he's just, He's he's getting closer to, to to just being Baker Mayfield 2.0 than he is to really breaking into that top 10. So I just don't see it with him. Moving on, we'll get to the 425 games here. Caleb, we had uh we had a matchup that would have been really entertaining about seven years ago. I think I made that exact joke on Saturday, but Patriots at the Packers. However, this game did go to overtime. Bailey Zappi, Western Kentucky legend, shout out the Hilltoppers, um, came in the game. Second half. Honestly, looked pretty good. Looked classic game managery. I think he I, I almost say I think he could be Tom Brady 2.0. That was a joke. I don't truly believe that. But Aaron Rodgers seemed like he was really fed up with the roster around him. Packers didn't look great. Uh, are, how are you feeling about Green Bay after this loss, uh, after this win, Caleb? Because it felt more like a loss than a win, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, this was despite the t- despite the fact the team I thought was going to win won. It's still one of the most surprising outcomes of the game of the week for me. Um, I don't know. I mean. The Packers who just don't have a lot. I mean, Aaron Jones is good. We know that. Aaron Rodgers is good, but they're receiving core. It's not a lot of depth. Alan Lazard has cemented himself as the number one guy, at least for now. 
you know, with 116 yards uh, against them. Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb, are all right, but mm-hmm. just not that guy. They they just lack a true number one receiver, and, and it's hurting them. And even though defense was a little bit disappointing, at least last week, I, uh, I think when you're going against Bailey Zappi in his first ever start, I, I expect you to probably shut down the Patriots a little bit more than they did. But um, overall, I mean, like I said, it was a closer game than I thought in the Packers. I never took the Packers as a Super Bowl throughout this year anyway. So it's not doesn't really change anything for me there. But I so I still think they're a playoff team, not a Super Bowl contender. Um and I still I mean, pretty impressive showing. That's just what Bill Belichick teams do. I mean, they're never gonna get blown out. I mean, they're competitive. They can find ways to keep it close, but they just don't have the talent, I think, to to win many games. Yeah, I agree. Again, there's not much to say that you kind of haven't already said. Packers really didn't look great, did not inspire me with confidence. That also says a lot about the Bucks as well, um, in my opinion. Like this, these these perennial NFC South power, not NFC South, NFC powers in general, just not looking great so far this year. They're just, you know, not, it, there's, there's a lot of doubts. This is really, in my opinion, at this point, I think it's the Eagles Conference to lose, if I'm being honest with you. We'll talk about that. No, I, I agree. But I agree. all the teams that people thought were going to be super, super good preseason just aren't filling anyone with confidence, aren't inspiring anyone. They have so many holes. So, yeah, Green Bay, a win, again, expected. Kind of surprising how hard it was to get and the fact that they really had to come from behind to get it. So we'll see if they can bounce back, but it wasn't great for them. Meanwhile, Patriots, like you said, they're just not really that talented. So that uh, isn't helping them. Uh, Caleb, we did see, though, we saw, you know, we talked about the Texans earlier. They are still the, they are the only winless team in the NFL because, surprise, surprise, big ups, Las Vegas, the Sin City, Call it the win city, bang, bang, because they got their first win of the season, beating Russell Wilson and the Broncos that some genius named Luke Lennon knew weren't going to be that good preseason. Uh, yet again, lost. Russ, I mean, this is his best game statistically, and they lost. Weird. Uh, also, you know, Javante Williams, like, I really hope he's doing all right. Um, obviously, that injury is pretty brutal, and that could really impact his football career. I mean, PCL and uh, ACL – a rough combination. I mean, I hope he plays again, but I don't want him to force anything back. I mean, it's not – the Denver team's kind of got shell-shocked. He's on IR. Randy Gregory just got put on IR. Caleb, do you see a route back to relevancy and playoff contention for this Broncos? Does it – I mean, I assume if you do, it really revolves around Thursday. So just just give me the Broncos side about this game. We'll talk about the Raiders in a minute. But what did you think about Denver after this loss? It's so weird because when I, when I did my playoff thing, you know, my playoff – predictor before the season when we did our, our record predictions i had the broncos two and two through four games mm-hmm. and i had them 10 and seven and and right in the thick of a playoff spot yeah but despite the fact they were two and two just like i predicted they're just not two and two the way i thought they looked two and two yeah they just they just don't look like they have much i mean Russell Wilson looks like he's getting better. He's kind of, he's improved every week. Mm-hmm. So that's in, inspiring to see. That's a good sign. But with Javante Williams out for the season now, I mean, I just, Melvin Gordon obviously has a fumble issue. And at this point, it's just not that great. So that's a big hit to the running game. Receiving core is pretty good. And then uh, the offensive line is not great. Probably a little bit underwhelming. Probably Russell Wilson thought he was going to go to better line. Hasn't really happened. Um, and then, I mean, like I said, I just they, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is is. I don't know if he's that guy. I mean, I mean when you when you look at his time in Green Bay, I mean, 
you obviously have Aaron Rodgers, a great quarterback, and then LaFleur called the plays. So I, yeah. I don't really know how much he actually did. Um, so I just think it's a team that doesn't look great coach right now. Now they have some injuries piling up. Uh, they The record says they're okay, but I, I just don't – this just doesn't look like a playoff team by the eye test. Yeah, it's just – they just – they're not – they're not impressing me that much. And again, they they could they could and should realistically beat the Colts at home this Thursday. But yeah, after that, I mean, their schedule's so easy, but it's just so hard for me to confidently, with my chest out, say they're going to win these games. They play the Chargers on the road on Monday Night Football. I get they get a long week, I guess, following Thursday. But even then, I'm not loving that. Jets at home. Jets have been very stingy so far this year. Jags on the road. The Jags look better and better. I mean, that Jags game is in London, but that's kind of a road game. The Jags are basically the London Jaguars at this point. Titans on the road. One C last year. Raiders at home. Just lost to the Raiders. Like, it's just, they should really be winning a lot, if not all of these games. But it's just so hard after what we've seen from them for me to really be all in on them. The Raiders, though, they looked all right, Caleb. I mean, starting 0-3 is rough. They still have a hard schedule from here on out. Are you more optimistic about them, or did you just were you so confident they were going to win this game that this changes very little about what you think? I mean, it's it's big because it prevents them. I mean, they lose this one. They're completely dead in the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they avoided that for now. But, you know, obviously Chiefs next week in Kansas City, that's really tough. But then it, it lightens up. Uh, Texans, Saints, Jaguars, Colts, Broncos again, Seahawks. I mean, so there's opportunities Mm -hmm. there to kind of climb their way. I still think this is an eight or nine win team. Yeah. In the AFC, that probably doesn't get you a playoff spot. But um, it it just, Derek Carr looked good. Devontae Adams looked good. So you've seen some improvement there. And they, like I said, they have a lot of winnable games. Yeah. So I think they're, I, they're not a bad team. And even last week when they were 0-3, the only 0-3 team, I still said they might have the worst record. They're not one of the worst teams in the league. So I this is a pretty good team, but I, I just don't know. They're just missing certain spots, I think, especially on the defensive side. It's going to prevent them from probably – I don't even know if they're a playoff team. Yeah. Um, I still want to say they're a playoff team. They are not using Darren Waller. Their offense is very one-dimensional. Yeah. For some reason, Josh Jacobs took the reins last game, and it worked. I mean, yeah, I was so out on that guy. To see. Yeah, like I was – everyone was so out on him. Everyone – nobody – all the fantasy experts were like, don't draft this guy. He's barely RB1. Like, it's Amir Abdullah season. Remember him from Nebraska, by the way. Um, and all of a sudden, they're giving him the ball, like, you know, 20 times, and he's, he's proven them right. I mean, he had a great game. 28 carries, 144, and two touchdowns. Maybe the Raiders are a running team now. We'll see. Why don't I have football against the Chiefs will tell us a lot. Um, but I think what would tell us even more is how they handle their Texans, Saints, Jags, Colts stretch in the four weeks after that, because that's really, I think, where we're going to see what this team is made of. But yeah, uh, they looked fine. Again, I think they still could be a playoff team, but they're going to have to do a lot of winning against bad teams if they want to make that happen. Two games left, Caleb, both primetime matchups. Chiefs, man, Caleb, they looked good. They're not missing Tyreek Hill one bit. Patrick Mahomes was cooking. My Clyde Edwards Hilaire fantasy picks in every single one of my leagues thriving. Man, my agenda was so hit or miss this week because Clyde is playing his mind off. He's getting touchdowns of touchdown. Mahomes playing really well. Chiefs defense looked really good. I want to give them credit for that. Their defense was good. They just kind of, you know, like gave up when the, the Bucks scored a lot of the garbage down points, but uh, it's it was really the Chiefs offense. Scoring every time they touched the ball, it was great. Bucks didn't look amazing. 
I mean, Caleb, again, this is kind of similar question to the, to the bills and the Ravens game, but does this game fill you with a lot of confidence about KC or less confidence about Tampa Bay? No, definitely more about Kansas city. I mean, going into this game, you could argue bucks had the best defense and they just lit it up, carved it up. Patrick Mahomes, there's no doubt he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I, I don't really want to keep seeing those arguments. Travis Kelsey, obviously, is fantastic. Clyde Edwards had a pretty good game, which is I think is kind of a dynamic that they're going to need. So they just look amazing. Bucks, I mean, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans back, you could definitely tell it being able to put up 31 points. But uh, so I like the Bucks, still that by far the best team in that division. Still a threat to anybody in the NFC, but Chiefs just look really good. I, I was thinking about this today. Do you think it's possible that come January, when we're looking when we're looking back on the season, do you think it's possible that we'll look at Colts over Chiefs as the biggest upset of the year? I, I think, it's, I think entirely it's, possible. Possible. Oh, I yeah. think it's entirely possible. Yeah. So I just I don't know how they lost that game. Well, I do special teams disaster, but that's pretty shocking. So this team really, really, really should be four and zero right now. Um, so I think, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I thought Tyree Kill was going to be, I mean, I still thought they were going to be a good team, but I thought it'd be more of a blow than this. And, but, uh, schedule gets tough now. Schedule yeah. gets pretty tough now. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how much they, how well they do in that next stretch. But I'm just, like I said, super impressed with the Chiefs. Look really good. And even the Bucks, I was kind of impressed with. They, they did a good game too. It's just Chiefs looks so good. Yeah, the Chiefs looked really, really great. Um, I kind of said my stuff before, but Chiefs looked fantastic. Like you said, Mahomes is cooking like the best QB in the league, which he is. Uh, Brady, it didn't look great. Uh, I mean, he seems like he's just relying on Mike Evans a lot, which to be fair, Mike Evans is very good. But he just didn't look great. And I'm just, I'm really concerned about this Bucs team. They've got a lot of flaws, Caleb. They're two and two. I mean, losses to the Packers and the Bucks after really unconvincing wins against the Cowboys and Saints. I feel like I kind of saw this coming even after week one, that this team just isn't convincing anyone they're a Super Bowl threat. Like, they have not looked like a Super Bowl threat all year. Again, getting the Falcons and the Steelers and the Panthers three weeks in a row is something to boost your confidence. Like, yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this, Caleb, if they drop any of those games, they're in real trouble. Not, I mean, they're going to win the division yeah. still because they're uh, that's sucks. that's what they thrive on. I mean, that's what they benefit from. It doesn't matter how many, you know, they could have a bunch of injuries, everything. They're still winning that division. Yeah, that's that's something that's you know kind of that's kind of I think keeping some optimism together for them. But Caleb, it's going to be so hard for me to predict them to win a playoff game if they lose either any three of those games. Yeah, um, because those teams are not good, and those teams should not be beating them. But I mean, I still I kind of said it before. I think the Steelers will. Um, but yeah, Bucks didn't look fantastic, but. Speaking of not looking fantastic, speaking of being an NFC power, we're getting to the uh, predicted by Caleb Arthur to be 14 and three Los Angeles Rams losing to the Niners on the road at Monday night football, 24 to nine Stafford looks terrible. The offense looked really bad. The defense was strong, but really Caleb, there's just so many questions about this LA team. Just, I, I want you to talk about LA first. Just walk me through what was happening. What, what you saw, what you thought about this matchup, because you were very high on this team preseason and all was. they're not that great. What do you think? Well, I mean, two things. First, I mean, seven straight wins for the 49ers over the Rams in the regular season. I mean, that's pretty incredible. That's that's wild. That's clearly not a coincidence. It's just point. There's some kind of pattern there with play styles or whatever. Um, And then when I saw from the Rams, I mean, the O-line's bad. I mean, it's just bad. Um, Injuries, but even when it's fully healthy, I think they're taking a hit. They're missing Whitworth more than I expected. 
And then we see even Kawhi, I mean, Van Jefferson's been out, which doesn't help, but they just don't have anything besides Cooper Cup right now. Allen Robinson, is he just washed? I don't know. Yeah. He just has he's not, not been able targets. to do it. I don't know yeah. if he's watched. I feel like he's just not getting targets. I know. He's just not doing the production that I think anybody thought that they were going to do. I mean, people thought he was an upgrade over Robert Woods. That is not materialized. Um, and then uh, Cam Akers is just not. He's kind of been in the doghouse. Henderson couldn't get going. And then Stafford. Stafford just has those games. He can be really erratic. He can be really streaky. He has his great games. He has his really bad games. And I think with this battle line, it, the, the, the bad games are kind of coming out more. It's a little bit, he's not close in wins, but it's a little bit similar in the way he mm-hmm. does sometimes feel like he needs to just do whatever it takes to make a play. And sometimes it can result in uh, bad decisions and turnovers. So if this line doesn't get better, this team's not going anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah. I can tell you that. And then the 49ers, they own the Rams. They look good. Jimmy G does what he does. They're, proud, they're not a Super Bowl contender, probably, but they're going to win games, and they're not a team that uh, you want to face. They just they just win games. Yeah, they're they're solid. I mean, it's just kind of what the 49ers have been every every regular season with Shanahan. They're just, they're just stingy. Yeah. And Jimmy G's not going to go out and win games by himself. But the defense does what it, what does what it's got to do. They should still use George Kittle more, guys. Um, yeah. I saw a very yeah. funny Moneyball meme that was. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, you know, in Buddy Ball, guys, Billy, this is George Kittle. He's built like a tank, plays like a monster, possibly the best uh, yards after catch tight end we've ever seen. The only problem is he's playing left tackle right now, and that's exactly what's happening. Trent Williams is hurt, and the Niners are just in shambles of what to do with George Kittle because he's basically blocking the whole time, even though he's an after-the-catch menace. Debo Samuel still looks great. I mean, he's always going to look great. I'll give him credit for that. I, you, you know, it is what it is, but – Really, it was just impressive stuff from the Niners defense, but more I felt like the Rams lost this game. They just have not looked great, Caleb. Just to be completely honest with you, they haven't. No, they have not. They got blown out by the Bills at home. They almost blew a 28 to 3 lead to the Falcons. Irony. The Cardinals game, that was just that was like that meme of the two trash cans racing down the street in the pouring rain. Like both of those teams aren't were really just trying to give the win to the other team. The Rams just made less mistakes and are just the more talented roster. They got exposed by the Niners on the road. I mean they get to play a couple, three home games in a row now, actually. They get to play Cowboys, Panthers, and Niners again at home. So they they should take, at the very least, two out of three, probably three out of three from that stretch because because uh, then after that, they got to go on the road against Tampa, which could be very, you know, could be just two old guys in a walker fighting each other for the win. But um, really, it was just a, a nice win from the Niners, kind of just how they do it against the Rams. It's ugly, but they get it done. Um, Niners also, I think, holding the crown for the most unwatchable primetime games in the first four weeks of an NFL season, which, you know, if I had a nickel for every time the Niners weren't terrible to watch in prime time in the first four weeks of the NFL season, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Uh, so really there's just not much to say that hasn't already be said, been said about this game. I have some doubts about Stafford. We'll see. Again, I'm not going to call anything out just yet, but uh, you know, it was a rough game for LA. Maybe they can bounce back. That is all the games now, Caleb. So, you know, reacting good week four. I am actually, you're not, you're not ready for this. I'm going to put you on the spot right here, right now. Quarter of the season's over. Quarter season predictions. Always a thing. I've done it for the last, you know, one year. Um, who's winning the Super Bowl? Who's winning the MVP? Uh, I'll put some Jeopardy music. I'll, I'm not going to put. I'll put some Jeopardy music on over this or just play some sort of something. So, you know, shoot, you can think. Shoot. I'm talking right. so I can let you think. And uh, let me know, Caleb. 
you know, who, who he thinks, who do you think is winning the Super Bowl? Who's winning the MVP? It's week four. What do you have? At this point for MVP, there's, I think four contenders at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, okay. I think the yeah, fact sure, that he's sure. doing this without Tyreek Hill, I think it's probably going to impress the voters. Chiefs look really good. So I'll go with him. Always a safe option. And then for the Super Bowl, I'm going to go with Chiefs over Eagles. Yeah, um, nice. At least right now. I think the NFC, I mean, on any given Sunday, of course, the Bucks could beat the Eagles. The 40, even the 49ers or Rams could beat the Eagles. But uh, the, the Eagles definitely look like the least flawed team in the NFC. And then the, the, the Chiefs, that's tough. AFC has a lot of teams that could beat each other up on any given Sunday with the Bills and uh, even the char- teams like the Chargers, Ravens, Bengals. But uh, Chiefs, got to trust Andy Reid and Mahomes. They should be 4-0 right now. So I'll, I'll go with Mahomes MVP right now and then Chiso Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was all excited because I was like, nice. Caleb and I are not going to have the exact same pick for both of these things. Um, and we did. Uh, I, I Mahomes is the MVP right now. I think Jalen Hurts is a very close second. He's playing very well. Lamar Jackson's up there too. He's looked very good. Um, if I had to give it to a non-QB, probably Nick Chubb. I mean... Yeah, probably Nick Chubb. He's playing really well so far. Debo is playing really well so far, Um, but it would probably be Nick Chubb. And then at Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs are winning it, and I think the Eagles have to come out of the NFC by process of elimination because there's just no threats in that league other than the Eagles right now. They just the the Packers, uh, Rams, Niners, and Bucks just don't look good. Um, So I have to give it to the Eagles by process of elimination. The Chiefs have looked like the best team so far. I know it's boring, but I have to go with the Chiefs right now if you put a gun to my head and told me to pick. So. Yeah, Caleb and I ending a very spicy episode, you know, with some hot takes and on a kind of boring note, picking the same Super Bowl winner and MVP, but it is what it is. That will conclude this episode of the on Yards podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay safe. Take care. Enjoy, you know, the little respite before we got, you know, just the absolute barnstormer of a game between Broncos and Colts on Thursday night. Got week five coming up. Got some good divisional games. We'll talk to you later in the week with some predictions. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.